Many women of color find it challenging to engage and maintain breastfeeding due to many social, financial, educational, and even historical barriers. Black women have the lowest breastfeeding initiation rate of all racial groups at 69.4% compared with 85.9% of white women and 83.2% of women overall. Low breastfeeding rates for Black women is a product of systemic racism that contributes to the overall poorer Black maternal and infant health outcomes. I'm Dr. Karina Steini. And I'm Dr. Pindale Erica Choa. And this is Hey Doc, Let's Chat. Hello, hello, listeners. Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, guys. It's been more than a hot minute. <laughs> oh, man. I am so excited to get on this mic right now. You don't even understand, Corinne. <laughs> I, can, I can tell how excited you are because I can hear your pitch is just high, high, high. I'm like... Erica Choa, you know, you can speak loud. I can hear you just fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let me tell you, we have, well, I have missed you guys. Corinne has missed you guys, but <laughs> you know, so much has happened and I don't know, Corinne, I, I, I'm not going to tell your wonderful news, but if you want to tell our audience, like what's been going on in your life? I'm literally dying over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know, I know it's been, it's been a, it's been a long time because I'm like, we are so giddy just getting on the mic. It's so crazy. Well, a lot has happened since the last time we were able to connect with you guys. I'm literally on the mic with my little princess hooked to the boob. Uh, so if you hear my baby in the background, yes, I've had a little girl since the last time Ooh. we connected. <laughs> <laughs> My oh little, my, my little princess, little Aria. Listen, the, you, y'all don't know, but Corinne was pregnant on some of these episodes we had, but she kept her it a little, little secret. So congratulations <laughs> on the birth of your beautiful, beautiful baby girl, Corinne. Oh, Seriously. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for allowing her to be our third host today. Listen, <laughs> listen, th- this recording, you know, baby may cry. I think it's thundering outside. I don't know what's happening, but you guys, we are are just grateful to be here and just be patient with us. If you hear little baby crying here and there, we just have a lot to catch up about. So yeah. yeah. And we thought it would be a great episode to talk about breastfeeding as I've been literally breastfeeding for I don't even know, like the days and the night became one. I feel like all I do is just breastfeeding. That's all you do. That's that. That is literally all you, (laughs) your purpose right now is to provide food for your baby. Like that, that is, that is your purpose right now. That is literally all I'm doing. (laughs) Literally all I'm doing. Which, you know, I I don't want to complain about it, but I want to keep it real and 100% with everyone listening. It's a tough job. It's a rewarding job, but it's a tough job. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's talk about it. And I think the, this is such a important topic because you know, uh, you, you know, you're an OBGYN and I'm sure you rec- you tell your, your patients, guys, breastfeeding is really good for your child. And, you know, you have all the statistics, you have all the data, but honestly, you like, and probably now, you know, but women have to 
go through so many barriers that make breastfeeding difficulty between issues with the baby, issues with the boob, issues mm-hmm. with the surroundings, the work, the support. I mean, there's tons of issues that mm-hmm. make breastfeeding difficult. So I just want to ask you, like, do you look at it differently now that you are going through it versus like educating women about breastfeeding? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you, this experience has been humbling to say the least, because I just remember waking up the next day, staring at my little bundle of joy and feeling so excited, like, oh my gosh, you know, I have this baby and I feel like, like a brand new person. I feel so blessed. And then the reality hit, like, how am I going to feed her? Mm. I, I I don't see milk coming out of my breast. Like what is going on, you know? And that moment where you just realize that, you know, so little in spite of your educational background, you realize that as a first time mom, you know, so little about breastfeeding because the, the resources and education aspect of it is not necessarily mainstream. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, it really took me, uh, it took, it took me from the textbook knowledge to like real life knowledge. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is like, <laughs> this is hard. This is really, really hard. So yeah, I, I definitely have a different outlook, a different experience that I can't wait to share with my patients, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. I think that when my, 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 um, family would always kind of laugh at me because I had all these goals about, you know, I'm going to breastfeed my kid and everything's going to be perfect. And, you know, like I'm have the support. I'm, everybody's going to be on board and, you know, and then I'm going to go to my job and I'm going to be pumping, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I painted this like super easy picture, but then when it happened and like you said, I'm unable to provide the milk. The boob is not working. You know how to, how mm-hmm. to the, the baby's not eating and, mm-hmm. and the anxiety and the stress and the depression that came with just like, the breastfeeding failures and challenges were so significant that I never even thought that I would make it through at all. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't think I would last like, you know, six weeks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. power to you for breastfeeding, Corinne, because um, many women don't have that opportunity. Uh, yeah. And you know, let me tell you, we just made it to six weeks yesterday Woo! and I was just like... <laughs> I was like, I felt like pouring myself a glass of celebration wine because I was oh like, my gosh. I made it to six weeks and I, it literally takes a village because I had to tap into my resources, my friends, my lactation specialists. Every woman that I knew could give me the support that I needed. Like I tapped into it. I called you. I texted you. I'm like, Erica, mm-hmm. what is going on? You know, and I want to take the audience back to my experience um, uh, specifically, because when I had Aria about six weeks ago, I had a normal vaginal birth. It was not traumatic. However, I delivered a little bit earlier because of high blood pressure in pregnancy, which, you know, we'll save for another day to talk about it more. But I ended up being in a hospital just in my eyes for a duration that was appropriate, right? Like I didn't Mm. have any significant postpartum complications. So when it was time to take the baby home, little did I know that the two nights that I had spent in the hospital struggling with breastfeeding, the baby had lost so much weight and had developed jaundice that I was going to come back for Mm. a hospitalization that then kicked my anxiety through the roof and made me feel super guilty as a new mom. Like I was failing at my first job, which was to keep my infant alive and fed. 
And what was happening was that I, I realized that I knew very little about breastfeeding other than what I had learned in textbooks, right? And I didn't understand that it's not every woman who is going to be presenting with the pump milk coming out like, oh, well, all the time. And I was unfortunately one of those women who had to work her way up and for that. Ooh, it's (laughs) raining over here. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Sorry. I told y'all it's just so many things right now trying to come into this recording, but we are going to keep going now. It's just a little thunder, a little lightning. It's all good. Sorry, Corinne. Just just a little fireworks to, you know, liven up this recording. (laughs) I'm like, is Hurricane Elsa kicking your butt over there? Like, oh what is gosh. going on? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, a- anywho, um, I wasn't, just to go back to what I was saying, is that I, I was unfortunately one of those women who did not have the supply, the initial supply that I needed to maintain or sustain my baby. So it kicked me into a spiral of emotions. And that's how my journey started with breastfeeding, right? Mm. So that's just the beginning. And if it's the first time that I'm, I'm realizing that, Hey, it's, it's, it, it takes a village to support yeah. you through this journey. That was the first time. And it made me realize in that moment, in retrospect, that I kind of understood why so many times we've learned the challenges that black women or women of color or women of low income can face with when it comes to breastfeeding, that educational aspect of it is super super important but also Mm. the support system around you it was very like i say it was very humbling and i'm gonna go further and develop that further a little bit on but it made me feel as a woman it made me feel like i i i was inadequate right Mm. and it Mm. it it made me feel really really sad and it was hard to communicate that because i felt like how can i as a physician knowing all that i know be failing at this one job that Mm. i have Man, I I know many other women have really, really felt that. And I think that the one thing that keeps most people going, and and I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong this, but it's really the the benefits of breastfeeding. Uh, One of the things that you kind of hang on to that kind of keep you going and the why behind it all. And, you know, you're you're an OBGYN, Corinne, and and Mm -hmm. maybe you can kind of expand on why that breastfeeding is important and just why we encourage our women to do it. Yeah, I mean, to just start, just just very, very simply, it's cheap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Formula, listen, I was a, I gave my baby formula 50% of the time because I had the same issues, low supply, and it is, I was spending money. It's, it's, it's expensive. Money. It's expensive. <laughs> uh, so let's start there. And then, and then, you know, the, the usual counseling is always surrounding the, it's always around the benefits when it comes to the nutrients that you give to your baby, uh, the antibodies that you help your baby obtain to build his or her immunity. And then you have to think about the bonding experience, the fact that baby babies that are breastfed and mom that are breastfeeding, they have this bonding ex- bonding moment that is huge, which in my opinion, and I could be biased, also can help in terms of the thriving of the baby. So, mm. so if we want to keep it like purely scientific, you know, we know that there is data that shows that you can 
boost the immunity of your infant by breastfeeding the baby. So that also was a main contributing factor in my obsession because I was like, oh, I just want my baby. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I want my baby to be healthy and strong and smart and, you know, like, and womp womp. I hear, I hear you though, Corinne. You Those, know, I hear and, you. And literally, I saw, I saw formula like it was the devil. I was like, like when they told, yeah, they were like, oh, you can just get formula so casually. No, I don't want formula. I, know, I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> no! You want my baby to get colics? You want my, you know? <laughs> oh my god! And it was like a lot of emotion around it, which I understand. Which is, you know, we know the data shows that those babies that are receiving formula they grow just fine right? yeah, they, they grow sure do. just fine a fed so baby he, yeah. is a baby right yeah. you know that's the best baby fed baby exactly but you know in that moment like the expectations that we built for ourselves it was really really high and i was really disappointed to not be able to meet my own expectations mm. So that was the beginning of our journey with breastfeeding. With breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. So I just want to ask you something, Corinne. Um, mm-hmm. You are a Black woman. I'm a Black woman. We're sitting here talking about breastfeeding. And obviously, we've had the training in school. We've probably been, been exposed to why breastfeeding is important. But one of the things that we talked about in the introduction here are that Black women have some of the lowest breastfeeding rates. And I mean, that statistic is pretty impressive 69.4 percent compared to 85.9 percent of white yeah 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 it's pretty real it's pretty real and crazy it is right but if you think about it just think about the setup right you have a society where uh black black women are most likely going to be the primary breadwinner mm. because you know we're not going to dive into how and why but we know that's what's happening currently in our society right yeah so they're going to be most likely the ones supporting their families so what does that mean is that you tell a woman who is worried about like the finances of her home and you're telling her that you know you can breastfeed and the time that it takes to establish supply and the commitment that it takes to maintain that supply is this 24 seven job. And she's Mm. thinking, I got to go back to work. Like, how am I going to do this? Right. The pressure, the pressure to that, that, comes with that it's 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 very 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 difficult to maintain i mean you and i both know that so how do you balance that how do you balance the economic pressures with the 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 motivation to breastfeed and thinking Mm -hmm. about like going back to work and you know how some women it it takes a while to establish that breast uh, milk supply. Yeah. So, and most people don't necessarily get the the coverage that they need to be at home more than six weeks with the baby. Hey, we even mm. know people that go back to work as early as four weeks. So, as early as four weeks. How mm. does that work? So, I, I can see that primary financial or economic barrier showing up right as soon as you give birth. Yeah. For those women. 
And even when they go to work, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, with my job that it was hard to, to be able to pump at work, you know, taking the time to step away from my busy, hectic job, go upstairs, take out my pumping supplies Mm -hmm. and pump for a good 30 minutes. And in Mm -hmm. that time period, I'm washing my, 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 my supplies and putting things in the freezer. And, you know, I I know some women who have to do that two to three times a day. And Mm -hmm. can you imagine, depending on the job you're working at, just like how supportive that environment is going to be for you, especially uh, depending on the type of job you're working at. So there's just so many barriers when you talk about finances. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The the lack of flexibility that you find in low income jobs, right? It's very hard to negotiate with your boss a 30 minute break just to breast to 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 pump. And we are in a society where it's just recently um, that we're starting to see this wave where people are acts like basically being empowered to breastfeed. It's not something that I remember even like 10 years ago. It was not trendy. It was not trendy at all, you know? So yeah. it's definitely, there's definitely some uh, economics dynamics at play here. My mom worked for Women, Infants, and Children, WIC, for the longest time, actually, in Watts. And her primary job was to get people to breastfeed. And so she was obviously providing formula, but she had a whole course trying to get people to breastfeed and talk about the benefits of breastfeeding. And, you know, she encountered a lot of young women who didn't think it was trendy. And I think it's it probably not only economic barriers, but I also think that social support was major. Mm-hmm. And also, if you grew up in a home where maybe your, your, your grandmother or your mother didn't breastfeed because of their financial mm-hmm. economic reasons, then they are not necessarily going to support or be supportive of breastfeeding because it's mm-hmm. not necessarily what they did. And mm-hmm. so it, what my mom found is that it wasn't so black and white to be like, guys, breastfeed because it's best for your baby and it's Mm -hmm. this but she had to she noticed that not only were people struggling with economic barriers they were struggling with the lack of social support the Mm -hmm. education you know that surrounds it that people may not necessarily have talked about breastfeeding now one of the things you talked about in the the introduction the history like that that's Mm -hmm. heavy like when you talk about the history and the racism that surrounds breastfeeding let's let's just dissect that a little bit Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's very interesting that, um, reading about the traumatic history of Black women when it comes to breastfeeding, coming from my background, which is an African immigrant, where I was raised watching women like throw those infants on their boob and lasting until like they can talk and run and go to school, you know, <laughs> because it's the only thing they could afford. And then learning the history of Black women here, how there's a stigma associated with it sometimes regarding the history surrounding wet nurses for white women and how also hypersexualized Black women's body have been, you know, um, in, in how it might be something that raises a little bit of discomfort when you see a Black woman whooping out her boob in the middle of the mall, for example, and feeding her kid versus like 
her white counterpart, for example. So it's very, it's very challenging to, to navigate those differences and the stigma that can be associated with that, because I feel like it will tie into the social support that you have. Like you mentioned before, if you don't have the support with your mother, your grandmother, and you now are interested in doing so, it's very hard to keep the motivation going when you're struggling. Mm. You know, and one of the things that that I was part of this doctor group on Facebook and we were talking about just some of the barriers Black women face, you know, besides history also, something that someone mentioned is that in certain Black neighborhoods that the hospital practices may not necessarily support breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, someone was saying that there just, there isn't this push, you know, the hospital I delivered here, I mean, I think they provide a lactation nurse um, comes and sees all the patients they go through, go through breastfeeding and pumping and all of that. And I was surprised to hear that that is not um, the practice of all the hospitals. And that's shocking to me that the hospitals would have certain disparities when it comes to um, support for breastfeeding. Have you heard of that or like, yeah, what's your yeah. experience with that? Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's very true, but you know, I, I'm guilty of the fact that um, when I actually noticed that it was at the time where I was in medical school and in training and I, my, I wasn't quite equipped to fully understand the social economic disparities that were, that those women were facing in those neighborhoods. Right. And like taking a step back as some, a little bit more seasoned and learning about it and realizing that, Hey, it's something that has been exist that has been um, an issue for a while where you see that in black neighborhoods, you don't necessarily have access to the lactation specialist. You don't necessarily have access to even the, the coverage of breast pump through your insurance. I don't know if you realize that. Really? Uh, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, I did not know yeah. that. So first of all, you have to realize that if you are serving a low income population where they have issues with breast health insurance, you're probably going to run into issues with breast pump coverage. Wow. And and that's that is very very sad and because it's expensive it too. It is expensive. Wow. It is expensive. And you talk about lactation lactation consultation. I remember when I was struggling, you told me, "Oh, you know, get someone to come to your house to help you out and observe how what's going on." And you get that through your insurance, right? Again, if you don't have that access, you're not going to get that service. You're not going to get that service. You're not going to get that service. Yeah. So and then to to tap into this even further, you have the breastfeeding education, which if you are a mother who is very committed to the process and you use the pregnancy pre-delivery classes and stuff and they tapped into breastfeeding, yes, you might get a little bit of education that way. However, mm. remember again, the population that we're referring to many times does not tap into those um, education tools, not because they're not necessarily available. And if they are, they seldomly available. But when they are, the, the population we're talking about can be very much distracted by their surrounding, their um, economic issues, their house issues, the fact that they might be, that woman might be running from job A to job B, and mm. you're asking her to carve out four hours to sit through a session to learn about something, those are the four hours that she could commit to, to find food to put on the table for her kids. Mm. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it becomes very, very challenging because you have to understand the dynamics at play and then correct what you offer to those women based on your understanding of the, the, the social determinant of health, right? Mm. And that's something that we're not very good at doing, unfortunately. I, I'm even guilty of it. I, as an OBGYN, like, I cannot tell you that I've been understanding and, and, and exploring those issues when I'm discussing with my patients. Like, it's something that I'm now walking away feeling like, oh, wow, that's an area of opportunity to grow. No, I, I know when I had my baby and I was having breastfeeding difficulties and I came to the OBGYN's office and he was just like, just don't breastfeed anymore. This thing is causing you stress. Just stop. Like, the, the, you can just get some formula down the street. Like, what's the big deal, you know? And I actually, you know, I didn't get the support from him. You know, great, great OBGYN. I did a fantastic job delivering my baby. But when I had breastfeeding issues, like, I couldn't go to him. And what I found that... You know, one of my, my neighbor um, who had just delivered a baby had so many resources and so many mm-hmm. things available to her. She pointed me in the direction of a lactation group yeah, um, yeah. and the lactation group was able to to help me out. But I I mean, I wouldn't have even known to go to that resource and to have somebody come to my house or even mm-hmm. seek out those things because my OBGYN didn't even offer that to me. Yeah. Um, and so that's crazy because, you know, and I'm in medicine. I didn't even know how to access those resources. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's it's real because like i was even talking about it with a friend of mine we don't necessarily get the exposure and the training that we need as OBGYNs. so what happened to me was that i was lucky to have few friends that including you that have had babies recently and 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 i had a particular friend who made the trip to my house because she was like let me go see what's going on over there because i one time I, i just texted her i was in so much distress i'm like i don't know what i'm doing wrong and i honestly I feel miserable and she like showed up at my door with her husband and she was like okay this is what we're gonna do we're just gonna help you just you know and she just talked to me in a way that was just very helpful because it was just another mother to from a mother to another one and she had just gone through it and it was just it just made sense. It made mm. a whole difference in how I felt. And it empowered me to continue to push through. And she gave me a lot of resources, a lot of food that I could eat or whatever. Oh. But that human interaction was more than I could, that I could get from a doctor or a lactation specialist because I just needed a moment with someone who had gone through it to hold my hand and be like, hey, you got this, mama, mm. you know? Mm. So, and it I goes back that. into the support system. It goes back into the support system. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. And I don't know if I just have these resources on my social media pages because it's something I'm interested in. Because um, you're the or, queen of social media. Well, no, I am not. Stop it. You, you Stop find, it. You have Stop all this support system that you need. You're like, you're like, you need something on this? I got the support group for you. You need something? I got the support I'm like, Erica. Oh, my God. Like... I have, I, you know what? I am guilty. I actually have a lot of support groups on fa- on Facebook and, and social media. I have exercise support groups, you women. Do, and, and Like, do. it honestly has helped me tremendously. But, but anyway, I have, um, I think some there's a few uh, pages that I follow I think like you know Black Moms Blog and all these other websites that are constantly promoting breastfeeding and it's just so wonderful seeing women of color promoting and just normalizing breastfeeding normalizing boobs you know being to feed our babies rather than sexualized and it just made me realize it's just so refreshing to see 
Black women um, doing that because I don't, even with my journey in the lactation specialist, they were, you know, white women. Um, and I wonder if the information, and nothing wrong with, you know, different colors providing this information, but I just wonder if it would be, you know, more received with the community if they're, you know, um, more of us, people who look like us advocating uh, for breastfeeding in our community. Yes, 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 yes. And you know, as we, since we are on the topic, can you share, um, if you remember from the top of your head, the groups that you mentioned? Because it really was helpful for me when you pointed me in the right direction with this group called Dr. Milk. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I did. Um, so on on, I think, Facebook, and this one, I think, was just for physicians, but there is another, um, there's like a Black breastfeeding group on um, on on Facebook that I was a part of that also helped me a lot. My neighbor, I call her library, <laughs> she she had, yeah. she knew like all this, like she had a breast Black breastfeeding mommies, Black breastfeeding uh, support group on Facebook. Um, I think it's like 104,000 members. Dr. Milk, which is for physician uh, mothers who are nursing. I did that one. On mm -hmm. Instagram was uh, Black Mom Blog um, is a really, really good one um, that, that has is constantly has a wealth of resources. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty, but those were mm -hmm. the most useful groups for me on on the internet. And honestly, yeah. it they all, all always had an answer for something. Anything I was up at three in the morning freaking out about, they would calm me off of a ledge and be like, listen, mommy, it's normal. Mm -hmm. um, so I think every woman, we don't live in like our own boxes. Other people have been through what we have been through. Many people have had breastfeeding challenges or, or difficulty finding resources. And, you know, you just have to know uh, that there are other women there willing to provide the knowledge. And so for me, that helped me out tremendously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what? And I wanted to take this opportunity um, to bring in some education as we always do and 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 wrap this up by sharing some of the reasons why we feel that it's important to encourage us black women women of color to proceed without putting the pressure on mm. those who cannot and respecting the fact that it might not be part of your journey but if it's something that you're interested in we want to make sure that you are encouraged to do so right mm -hmm. and some of the the one one thing that i wanted to start by pointing out is that by breastfeeding our children we can actually work toward closing the gap of um high black infant mortality rate yes yes and yes. that's something we can we can close that gap because we know that too often um, black infants will will be smaller too sick or 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 or, or, or dying well, or dying yeah, or dying, dying at a yes. significant rate um, Ex from their white counterparts exactly exactly and we do know that there's significant benefit in breastfeeding them because of their immunity system it's, mm -hmm. it's stronger and we also understand the nutritional benefit that breast milk has so that's the reason why i'm I'm doing my part. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, yeah. And not even only that, but in you breastfeeding, in I breastfeeding, we can, you know, uh, pass that on. Someone else is going to want to be breastfeeding. If we normalize mm -hmm. it, if we pop our breasts out in the open, you know, if we normalize breastfeeding, that means more women will be encouraged to do so. So it, in essence, by one person breastfeeding, we are promoting this throughout our community. 
Mm-hmm, 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 absolutely. And you, I know you've talked a lot about it in the past, you know, um, how diet can impact our health outcome. And we also know that with breastfeeding, we know that kids that are breastfed, when they grow up, they have a lower risk of having things like type 2 diabetes or asthma, which you know, are issues that we find um, commonly in our community. So that's one thing that also is a benefit of breastfeeding or breast milk, I should say. Yeah. So that's one, that's another thing. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, I, I can't think of anything really else um, rather than our babies, um, our, you know, affordability we talked about. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We talked about um, just a diversity among breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's a beautiful thing. It's what a, a wonderful bond. Oh, I, I just, you know, people always laugh at me and even my family would always laugh at me because, I mean, at two years old, Tanda was still breastfeeding. And, you know, it's just crazy because I had low um, milk supply. And I didn't even think I was going to last a few weeks. And here, here we were, you know, breastfeeding at two years old. And I just feel like me and my daughter are so close. And um, it just was like, I kind of miss it sometimes. I don't know. I kind of miss it. (laughs) I can see that because I remember just watching your bond with your daughter. And I was like, that is such a beautiful bond to have. Although I was teasing you that Erica, come on. She still remembers it, Corinne. She's almost three in a month. And just today she got on my lap and she said, mommy, can I touch booby? I just started dying. I just can't. Like I looked at her and I was like, no, Tondo, there's nothing in there. She said, oh, <laughs> poor thing. Poor thing. Oh, oh my but it's been, it's been good catching up. It's been good catching up. I'm oh, sure you can hear my, my little one snoring I on the boob. Like her. she's literally like eating and, and sleeping and snoring on I the boob. I just love her. I just can't <laughs> wait to see her. And oh my gosh. And I'm just so, I like, you know, I'm so happy that we could have done this. And our audience, I hope you guys were blessed just as much as I was blessed today in talking with Corinne, our new I mommy. <laughs> I, I know. I finally joined the mommy club. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, if you guys have any questions, any um, requests of topics, please, you can slide in our DM. Just for Slide in the DM. <laughs> slide in the DM. Slide in the, and I hope that it made you smile, this conversation, and that it empowered you if you are on your breastfeeding journey and if you're not on a breastfeeding journey know that it's completely okay your journey is your own and we love you regardless so thank you for listening to us today i'm dr karina Steni, and i'm dr pindela erica chewa and this is hey doc let's chat <music>